0: UK today is already implementing large-scale storage um, to help balance the national grid.
1: Hello and welcome to our podcast series, The Transformation and Future Predictions of Energy and Utilities in the United Kingdom. Uh, My name is Vito Labate and I am joined today by Mike Wilkes, who is the head of UK Energy Networks at Capgemini. And we're here to talk about the latest World Energy Markets Observatory Report, or WEMO as we call it, uh, and some of the key findings specific to the UK from that report. Mike, welcome to you. Uh, Very happy to be here. So let's jump in on the key findings, Mike, if we could. What are the, say, top two or three trends that you found to be most significant for the UK in the report?
0: Well, I look at the global uh, highlight trends and I pick out three, um, very simply China decarbonization and digitalization. I think for the UK, the full force of Chinese focus on technology development in new energy uh, technologies, making them commercially viable is a massive driver of of behavior and developments in the UK energy sector. On top of that, the UK as a country is one of the leaders globally in its commitment um, legally to decarbonization of not just the energy system, but wider aspects of the economy. And thirdly, digitalization is really beginning to accelerate. We're beginning to see very exciting new technologies such as RPA, artificial intelligence, and more recently blockchain, which are becoming more and more commercially deployed within the utility sector.
1: You know, you talked a little bit at the end there about artificial intelligence. And I wanted to ask you, I mean, the report um, seems to indicate that AI is paving the way for outstanding customer experiences. Can you talk about what exactly is contributing to that?
0: I think um, previously AI was viewed as Something that could be applied in the asset management space to deal with very complex decision making bringing in multiple information feeds, but I think the development of technologies that pick up um, information from voice. Um, which are able to bring together very complex information that, frankly, me and you as a human being can't really process, certainly in in real time, means that it's now being used much more actively within the customer-facing side of the utility sector to really transform the engagement between the utility and their customers at all their touch points, particularly in the contact sector touch point where AI is able to provide real-time information to the operators as they're in conversation with the customer and it helps steer those conversations and those engagements into a much more positive space and therefore a much more positive experience for the customer which in turn is driving customer loyalty and much more uh, positive engagement in general between the customer and the utility so AI and customer is very much a big trend for 2019.
1: You know, it's interesting you mentioned, I mean, we uh, with AI, of course, we wouldn't have AI with some sort of data analytics in the background. And one of the findings of the Wemo report showed that uh, data analytics are really being used more often to create value within even the commercial real estate building operations businesses. Do you have any recommendations to help that set of the market embark on this journey?
0: Yes, I think um, in in that area, this is a great example of the energy sector becoming more Interconnected with other parts of the economy, whether it be transport or building, in this case, and um, data analytics is is transforming from a special department in small number of companies to actually an embedded part of day to day business operations. And when we talk about this particular area around commercial buildings, it's a key building block for bringing in different data feeds from within a an office block or a commercial premise that allows them to optimize the operations of that premise in a way from a utilities perspective, which allows them to manage their energy consumption more efficiently or more flexibly in a way that helps, for example, energy networks uh, retain security and quality of supply, or it helps retailers match their energy um, contracts to the uh, renewable generation operating in the market. So for me, the advice when looking at this space is be very clear about what the problem is or the objective is that you're trying to address. Set out the solution very, very clearly from the start in terms of what you're trying to achieve and what input data you need to achieve that. And then use the power of what's there now. Um, there are some really cutting-edge analytical technologies, and we've talked just now about artificial intelligence. Trust the black box to do things that you simply can't do as a human being. And think of it in a bigger picture sense as well, because you can often take data analytics to address a very specific, quite siloed problem. I think the beauty of digital technology today, marrying that... Data analytics capability with, for example, artificial intelligence allows you to look at bigger, more complex, more interactive problems. And therefore, it gives you a much more optimal, holistic outcome. And it can address a number of different challenges that a commercial operation is trying to address, not just in energy.
1: That's an excellent insight, Mike. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to transition a little bit and talk uh, about battery storage in particular, because we've been hearing so much about it. And it looks very promising as as a medium for energy storage, especially as we see more uh, renewables surging and battery module costs are decreasing. What steps, if any, would you say that the UK has taken to contribute to this?
0: I think the UK has actually been an early thought leader in the role of energy storage within the national energy system i mean actually it's a personal passion of mine i was uh... 10 years ago, advising the UK government about the role of energy storage within a decarbonised energy system and, you know, educating civil servants and politicians on the reality that in a a very decarbonised energy system, you can't simply rely on demand side management, um, and interconnection with the continent to get you out of jail when the sun isn't shining and the wind isn't blowing in the depths of winter when everybody wants to stay warm and wants to watch telly. So for me, It's been an amazing journey over the last 10 years where it's gone from the academic theoretical drawing board to research and development pilots to actually reality on the ground. Um, The UK today is already implementing large scale storage um, to help balance the national grid. Um, There are battery storage projects at a lower level in the distribution networks which are again helping to manage local security supply at times of system stress. So I think, again, harking back to the beginning, the the role of China, and I would add, obviously, um, Elon Musk and Tesla into this, in driving the commercial costs of batteries down to a a very um, attractive level in many, many markets. Um, And I'm sure um, Australia, is right at the forefront of this, but in the UK as well, we're seeing a very rapid emergence of battery storage at small scale and then by modular expansion at large scale up to 10 gigawatts, which is something that would not have been believed as recently as five to 10 years ago. So I think for me, it's a game changer. And when you think about the development of electric vehicles and the battery capacity that that will bring into the the ecosystem, if we put transport and energy together, it is an extremely transformative future that that will drive. And many, many utilities are looking very carefully now at What that transformation might look like, what their future role might be in such a transformed sector and how quickly they have to move. And I think if there's any lesson we can learn from the development of renewables is that it will move an awful lot faster than everyone
1: thinks. I mean, the future is batteries. This is this is what I hear. And I guess I wonder, just in closing, uh, the need for regulation, if any. I mean, according to the report, it seems like one of the challenges is that there's been a lack of clarity around regulatory frameworks, uh, ownership, and even the business models that are challenging market growth. What impact is this having on the energy market in the UK, would you say?
0: I think in the UK, um, to be fair to Ofgem, they've been one of the most enlightened regulators, certainly in Europe, um, in terms of looking at how the market and the energy uh, sector can adapt to accommodate new business models and new technologies. So uh, again um some nearly 10 years ago offgem introduced a low carbon network fund worth 500 million pounds a year which has been a real driver of some of the technology development we see today and they continue to underpin uh tens if not hundreds of millions of investment in the area of decarbonization digitalization um, and the adoption of storage for example has been very much driven by regulatory innovation funding um I do think, like any other actor, the regulator is is struggling to keep up with the pace of change. Um, but the good news is in the u k they are trying to keep up with the pace of change. And I know they are actively engaged as part of a number of initiatives, including the Energy Futures Initiative, to make sure they are listening to stakeholders of all all shapes and sizes, old and new, to see how they can adapt the existing regulatory frameworks and arrangements to best accommodate the adoption of new services, new technologies, particularly with a digital flavor. The other thing I would add, which is very relevant in 2019 is the legal separation of national grids system operator business from its um, electricity transmission asset business which is actually something that cap gemini has been working hand in hand with national grid for the last two and a half years but the fundamental driver of that has come from both government and regulator to create a separate system operator which is sufficiently independent it can fully facilitate innovation and development of new approaches new services new technologies in the energy sector very much a conductor of the transformation to come so i'm often in the past a critic of of energy regulators but i think in this case ofgem is stands very uh, well positioned amongst its peers in terms of its approach to encouraging uh, the digital innovation that this sector needs
1: Mike, this has been excellent. Thank you so much for your, for your insights. Really appreciate the time today.
0: No problem at all. I hope that was uh, insightful for more than, uh, than just a few people.
1: And to our listeners, that was uh, Mike Wilkes, who is the head of UK Energy Networks at Capgemini, uh, speaking about the recent WEMO report. To learn more and download the report itself, please visit capgemini.com WEMO. In the meantime, thank you, and we'll hear from you again soon.